Blog Talk Radio. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Head over there right now, like us. You've got to like the page, then get involved in the conversation. We'll have a show chat going on the length of this show. And then during Monday Night Raw, we'll be having a, a chat thread over there on the Facebook page. Again, that is facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter is at the Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is at the Ken Reedy Show. Check us out over there. And our website is thekenreedyshow.com. we got blogs over there, as well as pictures, uh, fan pics, a whole bunch of great stuff on the website. Check out the website. That is thekenreedyshow.com. Check us out. Also, if you go to iTunes, check out 1640 PWPR. Greatest thing going today. If you like the wrestling podcast, it is a network, a network, if you will, of podcasts. Uh, a lot of wrestling podcasts, but a lot of the shows, they skate into the pop culture. Uh, I know the, the cool down with AC uh, hits a lot of, hits some boxing and MMA as well. So if you're really, really violent, he hits as much violence as you possibly can. Wrestling, MMA, boxing, uh, you know, you got King Firehawk show. We got Joey Image, who if you're in the northern New Jersey area, if you know independent wrestling, you know Joey Image. That dude's got a podcast. He's on the network now. Fallen Angels, another great independent tag team on the circuit in North Jersey. Their podcast is on the network as well as ours. Go to iTunes. Go to your little search bar over there. Type in 1640 PWPR. Our network pops up. Click subscribe. And the best thing is you can subscribe for free, the wave is moving onward and upward. Get on board. This is the best thing going if you're into the world of pro wrestling. So go over there and check that out. Speaking of this being Monday Night Raw, Monday night, Monday Night Raw coming up. If you happen to be in the Rockland County area, uh, we've, until Monday Night Football comes back, 
Uh, we kind of swung a deal with the Peppermill South in Congers, New York. Uh, we got Raw on. The sound is on for Monday Night Raw, and that's important. I know that is important. So the Ken Reedy Show will be down. A couple of us will be down there. Some other guys will be coming out, hanging out, watching Monday Night Raw tonight at the Peppermill South in Congress, New York. So come on down and check that out. Uh, and again, I said at the top of the show, and I'll say it again, apologies uh, for last week. We did have some tech issues. And, uh, you know, um, it's one of those things, man, and at some point, uh, you know, hoping to upgrade, you know, get a little bit better, get better with the technology. But as you guys know, we go through blog talk radio. It's a service we use. And uh, quite frankly, sometimes blog talk radio shits the bed. With their technology, and last week was one of those uh, weeks. Uh, they have this option now of clicking direct, direct connect with your microphone, which is awesome because that direct connect doesn't work work at all. Um, so this week we went back to the traditional, going through Skype. Seems like we're working well tonight. So uh, it was great, man, because I get on on Blog Talk today, and there's this big window. A uh, big banner up in front of their, their homepage that says, we've been experiencing tech difficulties uh, more than usual over the past two weeks. Like That would have been great to know before I tried to go on the air last week. Um, so apologies to everyone. You guys were awesome on the Facebook page, helping us out, letting us know what you're hearing. Uh, so it was great. Special thanks, SummerSlam show, as well as Monday Night Raw. Go to rantsports.com. Uh, Internet rant sports blogger uh, Mike Riker uh, spent some time in studio last weekend. Uh, he was here for SummerSlam as well as our Monday Night Raw show. He went with the flow, man. We were doing it, you know, calling in on our cell phones, sitting there in the studio trying to make the show work, and uh, Riker was a trooper. So special thanks out to Mike Riker for hanging out for the Sunday and the Monday show last weekend. It was great stuff. And, you know, that's... Let's get to it, man, because couldn't do this stuff without my tag team partner. And let's face it, man, it was like I took a chair shot outside the ring. I was down for the count. And my tag team partner was alone. He was alone in the ring trying to take on our opponents. And he did a bang-up job trying to go it alone for basically the first 15, 20 minutes as he tried to figure out what was going on, technologically speaking. And he did a great job. Let's bring him on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Well, thank you very much. I, do, I tried to do my best. Um, you know, obviously I was uh, I was unprepared, but I did what I could do. Um, and uh, hopefully next time if a situation like that arises, I will be uh, better prepared to serve the Ken Reedy Show Nation as the um, replacement host until the technology decides to wake up. But other than that... Um, I'm doing all right, and uh, we there's a lot to discuss tonight uh, from from all facets of the wrestling world that I would really love to delve into. Yeah, it's crazy, man, and let's let's go right into like crazy. Um, you know, some breaking news uh, occurred a few hours before we're going on the air, and uh, I just want to give you guys an, an update. Uh, thankfully, uh, you know, most of you probably heard about the fact that there was a shooting. Uh, today at the WWE Performance Center. Um, you know, it's terrible about this. Again, as, you know, news outlets start to, you know, break news and, and, and it starts to, it kind of trickles out a lot of the times. And, and you, you just start to wonder, right, what happened? Who got shot? And not to be mean, but thankfully, 
the shooter got shot, and no no innocent bystanders, uh, no uh, talent uh, were injured in this. But it, it was an obsessed fan that showed up at the uh, uh, performance center. Uh, just to, you know, I, I there there's reports that uh, he was there earlier weeks earlier wanting a job. Uh, his his name is Armando Montalvo. This is according to TMZ. And say what you will about TMZ, but to me they usually get the stories right. Uh, they're a little crass, they might be a little rude, but they usually get the facts right. Uh, but they mentioned in the story that uh, earlier this summer, Montalvo spread feces and urine on the building and actually posted a video of himself pooping in a bucket and mixing it with human waste, mixing the human waste uh, with reduced fat milk. So uh, at least he's calorie conscious. And went with the reduced fat milk instead of the, the whole milk. Uh, it's important to the story. Uh, the other interesting bit of information was in the, one of the videos he released, he did uh, reference A.J. Lee uh, a couple of times in the video. Uh, most of the news outlets are reporting that he was obsessed with one of the female WWE talents. Obviously, A.J. Lee no longer employed by the WWE. Uh, does this mean there was another talent that he was obsessed with or A.J. Lee was, in fact, uh, the source of his obsession remains to be seen, but that's what's coming out of TMZ. So, I mean, Dave, when you when you hear this stuff, man, you know, it's in the world we're living in. And, again, thankfully, no one innocent got hurt. Armando Montalvo was the man that was shot once he charged at police. He was shot by a police officer, taken to an area hospital. Um, but, man, Dave, talk about truth is stranger than fiction. I mean, you know, it's the details come out for this. I mean, some some crazy stuff. Like you said, in the world we live in, um, you know, this could happen to anybody. And uh, the, the the wrestling business in WWE was no exception in this case, unfortunately. Um, but thankfully, like you said, there was nobody that was uh, harmed by the by the by the this person. Um, and uh, you know, police handled it as professionally as they possibly could. Um, this guy has had some run-ins, unfortunately, there before. Um, Triple H noted on Twitter, and the Orange County, Florida Police Department um, noted that this individual has had no affiliation with WWE whatsoever. Um, he's on numerous occasions tried to um, to, to uh, get a job with WWE unsuccessfully by showing up to the building. Um they did say, though, he has a prior arrest record with a history of robbery and battery against the police officer. Um, from what I'm hearing, the officers have given him multiple warnings and attempts to subdue him before they fired a shot. Um, he's currently undergoing surgery right now, and they're saying that the gunshot wound is life-threatening. As of this writing, there is no word on his status um, and the results of the surgery, but like I said, thank God that no, that nothing too serious came out of this. Um, from what I'm hearing right now, uh, police officials are still at the performance center questioning and interviewing um, WWE staff and talent that are that were there when the altercation occurred. And um, I'm sure that following this incident, there will be tighter security measures um, now at the WWE Performance Center to prevent a situation like this from, from occurring again. Um, I don't know the the architectural landscape of the building, but from what I've seen on TV, 
it's one of those things, I guess, where you can just kind of drive up and knock on the door, but you're supposed to get some some form of access to get into the building. Maybe there will be a situation where they have gates and you have to enter the, the property via a gate, locked gates. I don't know. But like I said, nobody was hurt other than the suspect, and uh, it could have been a lot worse. Thank God. Yeah, it definitely could have been a lot worse. And then again, like, uh, thank God that no one uh, innocent was hurt. I mean, crazy, you know, you hear the story about, uh, you know, this week uh, with, with Dean Ambrose being attacked at a live event. Uh, you know, it's just it's amazing. And we've talked about it a lot, like, on this show, that, you know, this year it seems like we're, we're talking a lot about stuff happening behind the scenes. And I'm not talking behind the scenes, like writing and stuff, like just a lot of stuff outside of, you know, in, in real life. Um a lot of economic stuff, a lot of ratings, a lot of, you know, and, and a lot of just crazy stuff. And uh, and unfortunately, a lot of, you know, people passing, scandals. And uh, one of the biggest scandals, obviously, this year was uh, Hulk Hogan and what happened to him and uh, his his big scandal. And, you know, it, what's uh, pretty amazing, uh, you know, right now is he's, he's getting out there. Uh, he's confronting it. Uh, and he got out there right now uh, this morning on Good Morning America. Um, and, and I look, I, I get it. You know, I'm biased. Uh, I'm a Hogan fan. And, and I do feel like a lot of wrestling fans are coming at this. Uh, if you love Hogan, you're, you're kind of supporting him. If you weren't a big Hogan fan, uh, you're not supporting him. I get it. I get that. Um, I still look at him as a guy who, uh, you know, said some wrong things behind closed doors and, and, you know, none of us would want to be taped uh, uh, what we said behind closed doors. I, I found Hogan to be uh, apologetic. Uh, I, I found him to be honest. I found him to be emotional um, and, and genuine on, on the interview this morning. I mean, I get it. He's a celebrity. It's damage control. I get all of that. Um, it's something he has to do, uh, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I believed him. I mean, I, I found it to be genuine on this interview. It was it was kind of short. It wasn't like a long half-hour expose. Um, he had to stop because he was getting emotional. Um, you know, I, I just I, I thought it was a good interview, Dave. Um, I watched bits and pieces of the interview, and it didn't come across as rehearsed or um, contrived. He was... Genuine, perfect word you mentioned earlier. Very genuine. Um, he was emotional. I truly don't think in a situation like this he could have faked emotion. And it's a lot. Uh, what he said is a lot of what we have speculated and talked about when this news broke, and what other media outlets talked about um, was his state of mind at that time. It was in a period of time where his life was was a roller coaster all over the place. He was getting a divorce. He was losing a lot of money. His son. You know, damn near killed a kid in a car accident. A lot of stuff was going on in his mind. He wasn't in the right frame of mind. And, you know, people make mistakes. I've never heard him say up until this morning about the whole, um, the, uh, the language rhetoric in regards to people referring to other people with that kind of language in his, in, in his neighborhood. It may be true, but it's not been an excuse that I've heard him say before once this news broke. So, um, be that as it may, I believed him. Yes, I am a big Hulkamaniac, and I thought from the very beginning that this was just an honest mistake that he made. It was, it was there's no excuse for it. Um, it was wrong, but considering the circumstances, 
it is what it is, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he can move on from it and continue his career. There have been a lot of people out there that have done things very similar to him and have recovered and have and and have made a comeback. Paula Dean did the same thing, and look where she's at now. She's still she's still in the spotlight. She's still continuing her career and being somewhat successful at it. And I'm sure that Hulk Hogan can bounce back from this too. Um, what I found really interesting was was that he he said that you know he'd love a return to WWE, a second chance. Which I kind of I didn't expect him to reference them in the interview, but he did. Um, my feeling on that, and WWE publicly stated that they are steadfast in their decision currently as to letting him go. But um, I think it's going to be a while before we see Hulk Hogan come back. Uh, my prediction, um, it would not surprise me if, if, pending on the outcome of that trial with the porn company, Gawker, following that is when we'll see Hulk Hogan. We could possibly see Hulk Hogan in WWE. Also, Pending the issue now with Hogan possibly lying under oath um, during these pre-trial hearings regarding the, the, the contents of this sex tape. Lying under oath with these tapes with the FBI, there's a possibility Hulk Hogan could go to jail for perjury too. So there's a lot of factors that weigh into him possibly returning in the role that he previously had with WWE as somewhat of a spokesperson, ambassador you know, public relations standpoint. So we'll see what happens, but, you know, he took it like a man and he broke his silence. And there are, there are not a lot of people that make mistakes, especially celebrities that do that sort of thing. And he, he did. So he manned up and I I moved on from it. Hopefully everybody else is. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the biggest thing with him is going to be, um, you know, what, what happens with this trial. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those things, look, he's saying the right things. He's doing the right things. I, I, you know, I agree with you. He manned up, he came out there, he owned it, uh, admitted that it was a, you know, dark place in his life as, as we knew before. Um, you know, and and he put it out there and to me, he said all the right things and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but, uh, you know, to me, and, and I get it with the WWE at this point, uh, you know, that they're just, they're not going to go near him. Uh, until, you know, this all this stuff is behind him. Because, God forbid, he comes back in and something else pops up that they didn't know about. Um, the one thing that I do think that, you know, the WWE really needs to look at, and we've talked about it, look, fire him, that's fine. Um, you know, it's just the, the erasing him from existence. And I do think at this point, uh, it, it, it's, it's just plain silly. Just Just put his name back in the Hall of Fame. Uh, let, let's take that away from it all, so it's not a bone of contention anymore. Uh, it's just not, it's not fair. Uh, it's not fair to treat him like that. And and to me, just just do that. Just do that. Hey. Then hang out and, well, and look, go ahead. Let's put it this way. Uh, I, this may some people may disagree with me on this, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it goes along with this with the with your talk about putting him back in the Hall of Fame. There are professional athletes hurt the integrity of their sport by taking drugs and cheating, okay? Performance-enhancing drugs and cheating and lying under oath, okay? Lying under oath. And their names are still in the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame. So this is, to me, like, until you see Mark McGuire 
Sammy Sosa and their records getting dropped from professional baseball for their home run records, then you can say, all right, get rid of Hulk Hogan out of the WWE Hall of Fame. I know it's a, I know the two different you know issues and two different spectrums, but you know these people, some of these people have done a lot worse than what he's done. Okay. So not only that, Dave. I mean, some of the people in the WWE Hall of Fame have done a lot worse than Hulk Hogan oh, has done. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike Tyson, Sonny. Um, you know, the the list goes on and on. I mean, it. it I I think. I think with WWE, they based it on the individual and the amount of media attention that that individual could get. Hulk Hogan's arguably the biggest name in the history of the business, and he crossed over to pop culture. So, of course, it's going to get some attention. But not too many media outlets are covering um, what Sonny is currently doing by basically prostituting herself on Skype. You know what I mean? So I guess they're trying to, in some ways, pick the, the, the you know, pick and choose their battles here. I don't know. But, I mean, I think it's stupid. Yeah, put him, put his name back in. Keep every reference of Hulk Hogan from the past in WWE's uh, you know, history books. Yeah, and again, I, I just think it's odd for them because I, I don't think anybody cares. I mean, I don't think, you know, the guys, the people who hate Hulk Hogan now or think he's racist or, or any act, activists that want to come out and, and uh, you know, hate on him, I don't think they care, like, whether his name is still in the Hall of Fame or not. That that was just overkill by the WWE. And and to me, and, and I know we're not the only ones, you just look foolish. Now, you said, I mean, Sonny's out there. I mean, you know, again, you're right. The media's not covering it. But you know what? If you pay the right price, she'll take her camera in the bathroom and you can watch her pee. Okay? This person's still in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's just it's the absurdity of it all when you go through, like, the people that are still in the WWE, I mean, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be an option. Like, once they're in a hall, the Hall of Fame, they're being honored for what they did in the past in the world of professional wrestling. Or, like you said, Dave, or any other sport. They're, they're being honored in their Hall of Fame by what they did. They stay there for what they did. What they might happen to do after the fact, to me, doesn't warrant really any league taking someone out of the Hall of Fame. Once they're in the Hall of Fame, they're in. They can be punished in any way, shape, or form uh, after that if they do something wrong. But once they're in, and again, it's like that morality uh, you know, barometer there with the WWE that, that's very inconsistent. Uh, you know, The guy's filmed like behind closed doors. We pull him out of the Hall of Fame for saying something inappropriate. But yeah, I mean, freaking Donald Trump is still in the Hall of Fame. Look at the racist remarks he has said. You know, so it's 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 not consistent. You know, the punishment is not consistent with how they've handled other scandals. And and to me, that's where I have a major problem. I, I guess you know I wouldn't like it, but if they were picking people out of the Hall of Fame like as soon as they you know went off the beaten path or or broke a law or something, they pulled them out of the Hall of Fame, and that's what their procedure has been. I may, I wouldn't like it, but at least it'd be like a precedent. You know, the fact of the matter, there are people in that WWE Hall of Fame that have done far worse that are staying in the Hall of Fame, and Hulk Hogan has been booted out. And that's the thing that, uh, you know, just doesn't make any sense. Um, so, you know, we saw that this week, and, and the one, the, the major thing, the, the cluster F, the, the absolute shit show that was tough enough, finally came to an end. I don't know, like, what it was, Dave. I watch that just that piece of garbage each and every week. I don't know why I did it, 
But every week I just found myself, why am I sitting in front of this TV watching Tough Enough? Um, it was not well done at all. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that anyone in that ring, I mean, say what you will, who deserved to win, who didn't deserve to win. Um, I don't think any of the four deserve to win. Uh, you know, I think you're being kind by saying, oh, this person looked good in the ring. None of the four of them looked good in the ring. Some may have looked better than others. Uh, I, I just, I was taken back. I was impressed watching it. I was very impressed with Alicia Fox because I thought that she was doing everything she could to make the two ladies look good. Uh, I got to say, Dave, you know, it was one of those weird things. Let's break it down with the ladies and the guys. Um, I get it uh, that Amanda probably should have won looking long term. Uh, I I honestly thought the night of the finale, Sarah Lee had a better showing than Amanda. I I thought Sarah Lee did a, a better job on that specific night. And to be honest with you, I thought her promo was a little bit better. Although, again, we're, we're splitting hairs here. I thought they were both bad. Um, the thing that I was really taken back by is there was a few moments. And, and last week, actually, uh, you know, Mike Riker uh, from RantSports.com was uh, staying with us. And we watched Tough Enough together. And we were cringing at, at Amanda's match because ke- it kept looking like someone was going to get seriously injured, and I was really taken back by, you know, you forget this is wrestling, and you need to know what you're doing, and uh, the risk of injury is there, and when someone really doesn't know what they're doing, uh, it can get dangerous, and there were a few times where we kind of jumped on the couch because, you know, it looked like someone was going to get seriously hurt, so, I mean, to me, Dave, again, I don't know who deserved to win when you look long-term, but I thought Sarah Lee actually had a stronger showing in the finale. Um, you know, I would understand and agree with you to a certain degree why you feel that way, but I think Sarah, all right, when it comes to the girls, I think what Sarah Lee did well in and what Amanda didn't do well in, they kind of like roll reverse. Like, for instance, like Amanda's entrance was a lot, was, was better than her in-ring work the entrance, okay? Even her look a little bit. You, you you looked at her and you were like, all right, well, she could probably pass as one of the girls in the ring currently, like with her with the outfit that they put her in. Um, and then Sarah Lee came out, and her entrance was just very flat, but her in-ring work was better. It's just they, they, like, they swapped, you know, you know roles. Um, as far as, like, who deserved to win – um, I mean, from the beginning, we talked about this from day one since that show started. Like, it was just not a good the, – the concept, the, 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 the live format, the overall presentation of it, it, it just didn't click um, with me and with a lot of people, too. The ratings showed it wasn't as, as successful as previous Tough Enough. And the rumor is, is that um, WWE wants to do another season of Tough Enough, but USA is not 100% on board with – Tough Enough returning to their network. So Tough Enough might be a WWE Network exclusive show um, if it does return. Um, as far as the, the, the out of the four deserving to win, I mean, Josh was the best one out of those four, obviously, because of his size, his look. Um, he wasn't he, – he, he looked like he kind of belonged in the ring with his work with Cesaro. Does he need work? Yeah, obviously. Um, 
and that will come over time. But he seemed to embrace the the role more of being a superstar, um, and he's the one out of those four that's got the most potential. Um, would 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 he have won if the other favorite contestants like Mata or Patrick stayed in the game or even Tanner? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. It's a popularity contest, plain and simple. Um, but I think he would have been up there as far as one of the contenders for, for winning the for winning the show had the other contestants not been eliminated so early. So overall, this tough enough experience wasn't the greatest for me. Um, like you said, I don't know why I watched it, but I did. And uh, you know, hopefully, when they do reboot it, if it comes back, that they they come at it with a different different attack. Because I was not. There was some there was some gaps in logic too with even like people with their saves and and just the I don't know we talked about it before I don't want to talk about it anymore I wasn't a fan of it I'm glad it's over. Big question was what the hell what in the Sam hell was Zizi thinking with that hat? I, I I call it a hat, you know, and he's thinking like I mean Jesus Christ I mean. How how absolutely re- I mean he to me that character would have worked with like a you know like a crocodile Dundee type you know hat or something like that you know like Jesus Christ that that thing was just a, a monstrosity of awfulness. Totally agreed. I, uh, I I to be honest with you, I'm sure he had some input in it, but it did it wouldn't have shocked me if like somebody like Billy Gunn or even Booker T was like, yeah, here, try this on. You'd look great. Like, you'd be, a, <laughs> you'd be over, like, a million bucks. Go out there and do it. And then this dumb kid goes out there and does it and, like, and, and, and totally, you know, does a does a swan dive into an empty pool. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I I totally agree with you. It was, I, I think a lot of that, too, is to the amusement of the producers. This whole thing, you know, with with um, – with the, the, the very live-to-tape uh, format, how closely taped the show was, um, I think a lot of that was done on purpose to kind of set these kids up in a way. And uh, I don't think it helped them. The hat was a rib. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Uh, you know, if you want to talk tough enough, uh, please don't want to talk tough enough. But if you want no, to talk I don't tough want to enough... Talk. We'll get into it. Hogan, a lots of stuff. On the other side of the break, we've got to get into last week's Monday Night Raw. Uh, lots of craziness going on last week. So much to dissect as we go through last week's Raw and get you ready for tonight's Raw. So give us a call. Bring it tonight. But first, before we get into all that great stuff, it is time now for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken. Good evening. You are are tuning in to another edition of the Day 550-50 News Report. Only heard at the top of the hour right here on the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, your one-stop shop till your ears drop for pro wrestling podcasts. Subscribe to us for free on iTunes right now by searching 1640 PWPR to sample this show and so many other great quality pro wrestling podcasts. Now, Let's get informed with some news this week. Our first story, with the success of Japanese legend Jushin Thunder Liger's appearance at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn two weeks ago, it's being speculated now that WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling are looking to further 
a solid working relationship, according to CagesideSeats.com. Details are sketchy, but WWE is looking to acquire some of NJPW's talent, with one notable name to mention as of this writing, AJ Styles. A few months back, Styles spoke publicly about not wanting to go to WWE at that time, but it seems he's singing a different tune. Styles has stated recently that if WWE were to make him an offer he couldn't refuse, then he would love to work with WWE. It should be noted that Styles' contract with NJPW expires sometime in December. TNA Impact Wrestling's future on Destination America has been in question for the better part of 2015. And as many of you know, Destination America officials have an out clause in their deal with TNA to pull all of their programming beginning in September. Discovery Communications, parent company of Destination America, has begun pulling all future episodes of Impact Wrestling for overseas airing. <coughs> Excuse me. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer reports that TNA does not have any more scheduled Impact taping. And although signs point to Destination America pulling Impact Wrestling, internally, there hasn't been any talk of TNA's future with the network either. Meltzer also made mention that the company is still trying to secure a tour of India in November with the belief that doing shows over there could help secure more international television deals. It's been a crazy week, like we've said, with, 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 with wrestling. We talked about at the top of the show with uh, this, this crazy fan. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, pro wrestling is having a serious run-in with the law this week, and it continues with TNA Impact Wrestling star Bram. He was arrested early this morning and charged with two felony counts of domestic battery false imprisonment. According to the Gulfport, Florida Police Department, officers responded to a disturbance call around 6 a.m. to an apartment where they found Thomas R. Latimer, a.k.a. Bram, and a woman identified as his girlfriend. Officers found evidence of a physical altercation, and upon further investigation, officers revealed Latimer and his girlfriend were involved in a verbal altercation that had gotten physical. The girlfriend retreated to the bedroom where the argument ensued, Latimer followed her into the bedroom and locked the door, not allowing her to leave, and then forced her into the bed while holding her down by her neck. TNA officially made a statement this afternoon announcing an indefinite suspension of Latimer until further notice. The TNA star is married to WWE diva Charlotte, who was not involved in this altercation because the two are in the process of getting a divorce. Latimer is no stranger to the laws. He was arrested in November of 2012 for public intoxication and battery to a police officer. At that time, he was under a WWE developmental contract, and the incident led to his release. He is currently incarcerated, awaiting trial based on previous arrest records. Former MMA star Chael Sonnen was on the Steve Austin show recently and had some rather interesting things to say. Firstly, Sonnen, who was rumored earlier this year to be joining WWE in a commentator's role, revealed that he expects TNA to fold and Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling would gobble up the majority of their talent. His next statement was rather interesting as he told Austin that if Jeff Jarrett does not TV deal domestically here in the United States, that he would no longer work for Global Force Wrestling as the color analyst. He also revealed that Jarrett is contemplating accepting a TV deal to air the GFW Amped program overseas in Turkey. Sonnen stated that, I don't speak Turkish. That's someone else. 
So for me to participate in that, he has to secure a TV deal in America, end quote. Jarrett stated publicly last week that he's working real hard on a TV deal in the United States and indicated that we may see GFW amped on either a Netflix or Hulu platform, but did not specify which one. Jarrett's next set of GFW TV tapings take place sometime in October. I wonder if Jeff Jarrett was listening to the show when I mentioned a few months back that TNA maybe needs to go on Netflix or Hulu. I wonder. And in our final story this week, WWE has signed 